Hi, and welcome back to episode two of Robbie Chats. It's sooner than I expected, but you know, when you're on, you're on. So let's do this thing. Yes, my name is Robbie Von Klitzing and welcome back. When I was a kid, I absolutely loved cricket. Uh, as a teenager, I'd play junior cricket, go and play senior cricket in the afternoon. I used to watch every test, every one day. 2020s weren't around then, so I didn't watch that, but if it was on, I would have watched it. You know, I just loved, loved cricket. And of course, the Aussie cricket team, uh, they were all my heroes, whether it was Warney, Ricky Ponting, Greg Blewett, Mark Taylor, Craig McDermott, Merv Hughes. I could just sit here naming players all day. Cricket was my jam. I loved, loved, loved it. So when the opportunity to interview Faf Duplessis, who's a former South African test captain, came up, I just had to say, yes, uh, this is actually for my 92.9 Triple M radio show. I should clarify that he didn't agree to come on for a podcast or anything like that. Um, I'm just using the audio that I actually had for my radio show. Um, but I tell you what, it was a really good chat, uh, about 11 minutes worth. And I really wanted to share it with you today. We delved into a lot of stuff. Obviously we talked about the Perth Scorchers because he's here playing half a season at the moment in Perth. Uh, that's really exciting for the squad and it's exciting for us as cricket fans as well. We chatted about the, uh, first test between South Africa and Australia and that Green, 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 green top. No one's ever seen anything like it in Test cricket at the Gabba. Uh, asked him if he sort of felt like he could have gone and put on the pads and saved South Africa. He was pretty uh, generous to the team as well. He was sort of saying he was past it. But um, it was a great chat. We delved into a lot of stuff in that 11 minutes. So I'm going to share it with you right now. Episode two of Robbie Chats with Faf Duplessis, uh, taken from my Triple M radio show. Let's get into it. Ah, uh, hello, Faf. How are you, mate? I'm good, thank you, man. Oh, that's really good, mate. Thanks for having a chat with us, anyway. No problem, man. That's no no issues at all. So you guys have started pretty well, Perth Scorchers. Uh, one win, one loss. Could well have been two wins. How? What's the feeling around the squad at the moment? Yeah, very good. I'm um, obviously coming in as an outsider. Um, it's just been nice to see um, how the Scorchers operate. You know, very successful, successful franchise. Uh, so yeah, it's really good. Obviously, the previous game was probably one which we would have liked to win. Um, but yeah, the, the the feeling in the campus is very positive. Um, looking forward to a big game today against the Stars for sure. And as a man who's played for a lot of teams around the world in 2020, how does the BBL and the Scorchers set up compare to something out of the IPL or other leagues around the world? No, the the Big Bashes are very um, well structured. Um, tournament. Um, obviously, being in Australia, you know everything just works really well, doesn't it? It's a it's a first world country where everything is perfect all the time. So you know there's no issues with um, travel stuff, and so all the logistics of the tournament is very very smooth, and that's always a, a nice start for a for a player coming in from a different place. Um, and then in terms of the standard of the tournament, yeah, I think the fact that it's some class international players um, year again this year. It's a, it's a great testament to the tournament itself. And then um, if we look at the domestic players, um, you know, a lot of the white ball Australian cricketers are currently playing in the big batch. So I think those, those see 
few things or what you need to make a really good tournament. Um, so yeah, compared to the other ones around the world, it's right up there. Um, and it's, and it's, it's one that I'm really enjoying. Awesome. And for a man like yourself, who's just come into the team, as you say, is it easy to sort of integrate in? Do you know a lot of the guys from the leagues around the world when you come into the big bash? Um, I know most of them, but I won't say a lot of them. Um, obviously there's a lot of domestic players that you wouldn't have come across. Um, it would mostly be the international players. But it is a very um, easy transition. I think the landscape of cricket has changed a lot in the last three, four years. Um, there's a lot of movement now from international players going and playing in all the different leagues. So, yeah, for me, it's just really nice, uh, as I said, to come into a successful franchise and almost have an inside peek on what makes them so successful. 100%. And from your perspective, settling into Perth, all right, you're getting a chance to have a look around? Yeah, it's a great place. I mean, I've always, um, in my stints to Perth, I've always enjoyed it, but I'm, I'm I'm really enjoying it this time around. I brought the family over as well. So I think you, you get a bit of a different perspective of what it offers. You know, we've, we've gone down to the beach a few times. Um, the amount of parks around is incredible. So it's great for the kids um, and the space, obviously, that you get in Perth. So weather, everything. So it's really a nice place to bring your family over and, and and enjoy the other stuff that's outside of the game of cricket. 100%. And do you get the chance to take the family around to most places you go, or is it uh, a bit of a selective thing where you just choose some and leave them at home for others? Yeah, I think try to do most. Um, you know, we, you know, there's a lot of travelling for someone like myself now because you, know, you don't play home cricket anymore. I don't play <laughs> any cricket in South Africa. It's just away all the time. So it's you, know, you have to get that balance right of having... Um, the family with you, but you know, on long tours, you know, when we go to the IPL for two and a half months, it's a bit long for them to be stuck, you know, inside a hotel for that long. So they probably come over just for three weeks or so. Um, and obviously schools and stuff like that. So it's just that balance. Um, but around this time of the year, yeah, they, uh, they're coming for the whole trip. I'm only here for half the competition. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's very easy for them to just join, join me and come with. For sure. And you'll be back in Perth for Christmas at this point. Is that where you and the family are going to spend it? Yeah, yeah. So family um, is with us in, uh, with Christmas in Perth. So that's the first. Um, well, I'm looking forward to see what Perth has got to offer on Christmas Day for us. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, like I said, probably a nice beach day um, yeah, with the family around. It'll be really nice. For sure. Uh, wanted to get into today's game in a sec, but before I do that, I, I've got to ask, was it weird for you uh, watching your, your old team, your countrymen, South Africa, uh, over in Brisbane when it was such a t- short test? Did you did you get the feeling of uh, giving the guys a bit of a call, a bit of an SOS and saying, I'm going to come in and have a bat? Uh, <laughs> look, I think, uh, yeah, the answer's probably twofold. When I looked, when I looked at the wicket, um, I, I probably wasn't missing batting too much. <laughs> Um, it's cricket, but obviously, um, South Africa, Australia is always, certainly from our perspective, it's our icon test series, you know, so it's an amazing one to be a part of, especially in Australia. Um, and, and I know that, uh, where they start, obviously Brisbane is a, is a very good hunting ground for the Australians. So hopefully now. Second test, we can bring it back. I think it's two incredible bowling attacks. And probably the Australian team is a little bit better suited with the batting lineup. Um, but hopefully we can get 
some some runs from the from the South African boys. Have you ever seen a pitch like that before in international cricket? I mean, that was an absolute jungle. I think. I mean, I think it's happening more and more. Um, with test cricket, test cricket certainly uh, results. Result wickets are something that you see a lot more often these days than back in the day. I mean, I think back to, you know, coming to Australia for the first time and the wickets are incredibly nice to bat on, you know, not too much grass, good bounce and pace. So it's a good, you know, that contest between bat and ball is there. But certainly, I mean, in, the, in the South Africa, we've had some some really spicy green wickets because I think in a way you're, you look at what your strengths are as a team and you try and make use of that. So obviously, fast bowling, if you look at the Proteus and you look at Australia, it's two very, very strong fast bowling attacks. So it's probably that's probably the reason. But in saying that, Australia and South Africa have got two very good spinners as well. So, yeah, you hopefully that, I mean, a perfect test match is one where, you know, day one seems around a bit for the seamers. Day two and three is, is good batting days. And then day four and five is when the spinner comes in. So... Hopefully we can see that over the next two test matches. For sure. And there must be a really good uh, fast bowlers program in South Africa because I have to admit, because we haven't played uh, against the Proteas for, since 2018, I think it is. The only bowler that most Aussies would know of is Rabada, but there's been some really good ones come through for you guys in the last couple of years. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's just similar countries in, in terms of how we set up, isn't it? We both got fast just you know bounce and grass is always available so you would always have those idols that kids look up to you know Dale Staines or Alan Donalds or Mona Morco or Kajisa Rabada so there's always the other idols that you want to be um, and that, that's that's great for our game fast bowling options is I think it's, it makes you uh, a threat in test cricket if you don't have a good bowling attack um, you're going to struggle and I think that's why South Africa is where they are in terms of the test, the World Test Championship, you know, with a um, steady batting lineup. Um, they've done extremely well because of their bowling attack. Um, so I think it just proves that we, you know, bowling, bowling packs is, is what makes you successful in test career. For sure. And as a batsman, do you look at today's um, oval, the junction oval there, uh, when you're playing against the Melbourne Stars and go, this is a small ground. I'm licking my lips at uh, what could happen here today. Yeah, I mean, the, the grounds in Australia is big, you know, compared to South Africa and even the rest of the world. It's probably probably the biggest around, I would say, in terms of around the world. So the, at the two venues we played at so far was was pretty big, pretty big grounds. So, so looking forward to hopefully a, a wicket today that is nice and, and and boundaries that are small, so we can we can cash in on that a little bit. And what's the mindset uh, going into a game like today? Uh, do do you think we're going to sort of attack the bowlers early, um, or if you bowl first, just try and um, you know limit what the other team can do? How do you sort of look at a small ground? Yeah, I mean, I think at first you you, you make use of the first few balls um, to give you that information to almost get a read on what the pitch is doing, and then make a couple of decisions from there on. But obviously, the power play from a batting perspective. Um, our roles is, is always to try and be very positive, make use of uh, the, the field setting uh, and, and then try and get that base uh, for the team to just come in and play. But, I mean, there's been a few games I've seen this season where there's actually been some, you know, the bullets and, and, you know, they get those starts where there's a couple of wickets up front. So, you know, it's just always the, it's the balance of just making sure you, you play 
conditions. Um, are you giving yourself the best chance to play conditions on the day? And from your perspective, do you have any routines or superstitions going into a game when you're prepping on match day? Um, yeah, I wouldn't say more routine is probably the right word. I think cr- cricketers are, are creatures of habit. You know, mm-hmm. we, we look for things that when you're successful, you go like, what did I do on that day? And you try <laughs> and copy those little small things. Um, but for me now, it's just a case of uh, getting to the ground and, and, and feel like I'm doing the same thing, you know. So I would always look for meeting um, balls somewhere against the net on the field. Um just to get that feeling of like this is what I do every time before I go and play or you know, in the morning on the way to the ground, just listen to some music and just start visualizing a little bit on, on, on how I would like to play at least. And so it's small things like that just to make sure you um in the best mental space possible to, to try and perform on that day. <laughs> and what's on your what's on your Bluetooth headphones, mate, uh, on the day of a game? What music sort of gets you in the mood? It's different, eh? Like sometimes I don't know. I just you you feel like you need a bit of a, a upbeat just to get you going because you might be a little bit um, lazy in the body, and then some days you're feeling good, and then you can have some relaxed um, music playing. So yeah, for me it's never the same thing. Um, it's almost like a, a shuffle, you know, on the on Spotify and just to see what what it's got for me for the day. Oh, Faf, um, I'll let you go get in the zone, mate. Thank you very much for your time today. Really appreciate uh, having a chat with you, and we love having you as a scorcher. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome, guys. Have a good day. So there you have it, Faf Duplessis. What a great guy. Uh, really nice to have a chat with him while I was filling in for Zayvon Michelle on 92.9 Triple M Breakfast in the lead up to Christmas. Uh, thank you very much for having a listen today. I don't really have any socials or anything yet because we're still early in the piece. So you can follow me at Robbie Von Klitzing on Instagram, on TikTok. You can find me on Facebook. I do have a Twitter, but I don't use it. Does anyone use Twitter anymore? I think everyone just gets on there to have a crack at Elon Musk more than anything. Anyway, that's me. Have a great Christmas. Happy New Year. I'll be doing another pod soon. Thank you for being here with me. Cheers.